0: welcome to another thrilling episode of the fpl jingle how are you Stephen?
1: i'm doing well on how are you
0: i'm okay i'm okay i had a draw over the weekend which is i was lucky to get
1: whoa whoa whoa! save it for later buddy
0: yeah yeah let's let's get let's get over the general chit chat that we have to have for the podcast but we don't do in real life how was your weekend
1: absolutely ah yeah it was quiet enough now just had the boys down on sunday for uh watching the games and just a bit of banter, and then we um, watched a bit of the NFL. And uh, other than that, it was fairly quiet. I was watching a lot of the a lot of the football, so I feel like I'm I'm brushed up and ready to go for the pod.
0: Okay, good, good. Uh, did you recover after the Arsenal Palace game?
1: Oh, we'll get into it in a second Owen, but uh, you only. You, I don't know if you can need to recover when you don't really have much expectations to start with. Um, Should have won the game got lazy after the one nil palace played the much better football then got two one up uh us being again us being lazy with the possession in midfield getting dispossessed um lucky to claw back at the end and uh two two result uh, at home to palace is not what you need to be getting if you want to finish in around the champions league or europa league spots not that we'll get champions league but you know you know what i mean
0: yeah absolutely um A draw against Palace can't be a good result For uh, a team of Arsenal's former standing Um, I had a relatively loud weekend Myself, I was up in Amsterdam with a buddy Uh, We had some good crack as well So um, I think we'll jump into our matchups Do you want to bring us through your success, Stephen?
1: Yeah yeah, I um I managed to scrape a, a win against Porik, who was doing very well up until this point. I think he had like four or five wins on the bounce. So fifty two fifty was the final score. And um yeah I'm delighted with it because I had the highest score in the league coming into the final match against Arsenal when he had Aubameyang I had an eight-point lead and then Aubameyang scored within the first 10 minutes of the match so I know then for the rest of the game that if he gets either a goal or an assist that he's practically won the match bar something like a, a yellow card for Aubameyang if he got an assist things like that so um i was a bit i was a bit conflicted i obviously wanted arsenal to win but i just didn't want Bamiang to be the one that won it for us so um but just looking through my the the matchup for that um you know i got very fortunate that the the double liverpool defense held so robertson and matip he had robertson as well but matip was good um salah obviously getting the goal and the assist. Um, Liverpool really looked the informed team so far this season, and Salah looks like he's probably the best player in the world right now.
0: Yeah, he's absolutely outrageous, um, both this week and last game week against Man City, he's gotten these beautiful solo goals that, you know, with two to three defenders around him and he makes them look ridiculous. Um
1: Oh, he makes them look like they belong in the Championship or League One. But the the thing I was more impressed with was his assist for Mane for the first goal. Like, it's a ball over the top. He picks him out early, and then outside of the boot, like, pinpoint pass into Mane, who just has an easy finish with one-on-one with the keeper. Like, I was super impressed. Like, if that was someone else who had done that pass, we'd be raving about it. But because it was Salah, and then he goes and scores an outrageous goal later on in the game, nobody even talks about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, standards are so high. Like if if this was Ronaldo, well, what what would the headlines be? You have to wonder.
1: Uh, yeah, he's outrageous. Um, so, so then looking at the other players in the, this matchup, he he obviously had, well he had Mane, so that was a good day for him. Um, had Cancelo, and he had Cancelo and Laporte, so he kind of got the double clean sheet there. Um, and then. Um, who did he have? He had then um Who did he have? He didn't really have much anyone else really returned from to be honest. Uh, I had Vardy who returned in a game that it was just a it was just a bit of back and forth between Leicester and United, I don't know, and were you watching this game at all?
0: I didn't get to watch it but I, I kinda got the highlights and heard about it. Um United not looking up to it really.
1: Yeah, like, they brought back Maguire um, maybe a little too soon because it seemed like he hadn't trained all week but they thought he was good to go and so he started the game but he completely a fault for the first goal Acho nips it off of his toe um when they're trying to play it out from the back and uh, elements with an absolutely outrageous finish uh, loops it on, uh, over the keeper into the far left-hand corner Um Almost canceling out Greenwood's earlier goal, which was a, a cracker in itself. There was a, a, a few great goals in this game. Um, Rashford coming back from injury was a big one.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that's maybe the, one of the highlights for Man United from the game. But when a defender gets the ball and nipped off him and uh, concedes a goal like that, really sets the tone for the game. And yeah, yeah, made Ole look a bit of a fool. Um, losing for
1: well see the the other thing is that they don't really know what they want to do in terms of like pressing the ball so because you have Ronaldo up top you know that he's not going to want to press but then he kind of directs other players to press so like someone else goes to press but nobody goes with him so then he's by himself so then the defence have an easy out to get the ball around him and then all of a sudden your shape is broken so like I don't really know what they want to do like in that scenario you'd be better off not pressing at all like, you, yeah, it's yeah. something that you kind of you even notice playing a five a side yeah, match. It's so like.
0: demotivating if you're a player running after a ball and then there's always an out ball and you're wondering why the hell have I just, why, why am I absolutely fled from running around here and they always have an easy ball and they're halfway up the pitch and I'm just here out of breath. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, just to finish up on my matchup then. Um, Bowen got me an assist, which was very nice. Pickford got three points because he got a, um three saves, so clean that. Um, but yeah, really, it came down to Aubameyang on the final final game. Um, and that goal kind of had me sweating for a bit, but prevailed in the end. I'm happy. I I'm a Rashford owner, so I'm happy the Rashford's back, and I'll have him in my starting lineup for next week, just because I think United are. He's a guaranteed starter when fit, and it looks like he came off the bench and scored a nice goal, so it looks like he's he's got his match sharpness anyway.
0: Yeah, he should be slotting in there pretty easily because Sancho's not doing the stuff. Um, he should be getting...
1: How did your matchup go this week, Owen?
0: Uh, yeah, I was just going to highlight that you had seven returns this week, uh, which is super. Uh, 52 points, so...
1: Yeah, well, I needed it. Porty had fifty, so yeah. like, and uh, the the average score for the rest of the league was was not that high. So, you know, the the points against I'm facing in the last four or five weeks has been fairly fairly high and consistent. So, you know, happy with that. Yeah,
0: yeah well done. Um, I got forty points, which was only good enough to beat seven others in the league. I would have not beaten eleven others or six or ten others. Um I had one, two, three, four returns. Um I'll get back to the keeper. I had Chilwell and Laporte got me twelve and five. Then I had Lindelof who despite his assist still only got two points. Ruben Diaz then came on for a point, which I was disappointed with. I had left Cresswell on my bench, which would have been five, but I think it made sense um uh, start the two city boys. They seemed like they had that lockdown. Um, Midfield was a disappointment Um, Kai Havertz and Pogba Along with Diaz All only got the one point Pogba with a yellow Kai Havertz came on for 13 minutes Uh, Diaz obviously came on as well Conor Gallagher only got two Which didn't matter too much Because Taiga also had Gallagher Um, Then of the three forwards That played Bamford is injured Uh, Son and Mane Both with a goal Uh, Ronaldo done nothing and hasn't done anything for a while now. So all that meant it was very tight on the last day. I was two points behind Ty. Um, he had all his players played except for Gallagher. I had Ramsdale to go. Uh And despite Arsenal conceding two goals, Ramsdale still got four saves. So got the save point And that kept it a draw. So very happy to, to get a draw on a week, you know, where... My team doesn't look like it's doing the stuff and my my team has been out of form for a little bit so i have a few changes to make yeah
1: you had very little return for you like Chilwell with 12 points was was massive Um, that was
0: that was huge because i i dropped tiago silva for him this week so you know if if i didn't have that yeah yeah tiago silva was dropped because
1: was he dropped because of injury or was he dropped because he was on international duty i can't remember international duty yeah, yeah, that makes sense and like yeah you're right like Diaz that made sense given that they're playing Burnley and like you, Ouellette usually doesn't affect Diaz like he's usually the main centre back so it's usually Diaz and whoever so for Diaz to be rested for that game I was a bit surprised about but um, yeah like it's obviously unlucky that Chad Cresswell on your bench for six but you know away to Everton yeah, you know you thought that they'd have a little bit more about them um um so look yeah. yeah there there's
0: i had thought everton would be very poor um with dcl and Richarlison injured but they they had shown a bit of stuff and then then kind of regressed to what i expected you know rather toothless.
1: yeah well, well they've been without richarlison can't, can't and anything. they've been in without Richardson and dcl for a long time now and they've still managed to get get results like damari gray and um andros townsend have really picked up the slack there in that regard but yeah they both kind of had off games to uh, off games that day and um west ham just kind of nicked it you know uh well no they, they played pretty well um their corner was probably just a little bit fortunate like Pickford if he just doesn't have the tiny arms that he that he has probably catches that uh that cross into the box that Antonio challenges him for and eventually wins the corner that they score from but look um I think uh you you, you would have taken a draw in that scenario like it was well, especially when Arsenal went 2-1 down and you're thinking oh Jesus
0: yeah, yeah yeah uh, if I go down through Ike's team here, it'll to just explain how lucky I got. Joel Veltman subbed off on the 58 with a yellow, so he got zero rather than. Oh, Mike's I remember volume, he was he
1: Ty. was raging on Sunday. We were in we were in on the watching yeah. the matches. He was going mad. Yeah,
0: and I looked through the rest of his team, and it's not outstanding. Uh, De Bruyne, Gallagher, Mount is a, a, and Trossard is a relatively good midfield for fan tracks, um, but Tracer wouldn't have scared me. And Mountain Gallagher not scoring isn't that big of a shock. Huang He Chan picked up uh, when Wolves get three, you might have expected him to return. Verdi returns and Timo Werner doesn't. Um, you know, you, you obviously can't expect anything from Timo these days. What's the story with Mountain? Uh, I see him
1: coming off the bench a fair bit. I don't see him starting as many games as he used to. Like He used to be a guaranteed starter.
0: Uh he was injured. Uh he's he's just he's, Oh was he? Oh okay. He's, that makes he's sense. just back from injury. Let me look at his minutes. Um I yeah, I think he, he came on as a sub but just back from injury. Um and had gotten games for England as well. Um but yeah, it's as well which when Chelsea play two strikers, uh, like they do with Lukaku and Werner, there's not always room for Mount, because he probably wanted to play Jorinio and Kante. Um, then you play your five at the back and you've won more, which can be Havertz or can be someone else. So, uh, not, yeah, not as nailed I just thought as against, it used to be. I, I'd agree with that.
1: I just thought against Brentford, like, you know, they could afford to, like, be a little bit more attacking in terms of having Mount maybe in the midfield instead of, like, Jorginho or Kante. Like, I'd, but yeah, um, if he's only coming back from injury, it kind of makes sense. Like Brent, that That Brentford game... Geez, that last half an hour Chelsea were under the cosh, Uh fair bit Brent, fair play to Brentford, like they've been a really tough team to play against. No matter who they've gone up against this season, whether it be Arsenal or Liverpool or Chelsea. Like they were uh, they were a little bit unfortunate not to get a result out of that Chelsea game, I thought, because they were they were creating chances and uh, Pontus Janssen had that point blank save from Mendy with his with his face, but um I thought Mendy was superb in that game, um kept out everything
0: mendy mendy and and the posts were stellar in that
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah well i can't give a, uh, the posts man of the match so like uh, i went with mendy instead
0: <laughs> give it to mendy yeah um so yeah lucky to scrape a draw past high uh, uh 40 points to, um delight delighted to be getting a draw out of it I, I would it would have been so poxy for ramsdale to have kept that clean or or them not to have conceded. A yeah, second.
1: in in uh, as that a neutral, or well, I don't know. Like, as a neutral sort of, it kind of feels like the fair result.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I uh, I think maybe even Taigue was close to the de- deserving a result there. Yeah. Um, not to look ahead to the weeks that are coming, but I think in my own team, there's a few boys who are getting the chop here. I think Lindelof is going to go. I think Pogba is going to go. And I'm looking at Kai Havertz and wondering
1: so I don't out? <laughs> it's like the X Files, like they're out there. It's like yeah. Uh it's just it's just trying to find them at this stage, like um like you know, Decore I think would be an option for you, but then the news came through today that he's uh, got a broken foot so he's gonna be out for the next six to eight weeks, so that's like the next like two to three months nearly gone. So, you know, <laughs> Uh, he's out as an option, and he's probably been one of Everton's best players. So you know, who are you looking at then? Is it uh, someone like Yuri elements or something like some that kind of that kind of player? Because any other kind of attacking yeah, attacking hate, mid is already gone.
0: I hate I, I hate that kind of player. But that's all that's <laughs> left. Yeah, you know, one of yeah one, uh, one of these guys who were kind of good at a mid-table team. Yeah, like a. Yeah. I had Declan Rice for a game, he got me an assist, and then you're looking at, like, Mateus, and Dallas, and Rush.
1: <laughs> Is that a and shot at me because people. I drafted Dallas? Like, we already talked about that in the last pod. you keep having to bring it up?
0: That was your weekly reminder. <laughs> uh, I'm semi-interested in watching the highlights of Madison against Man United because if Leicester continue to play two strikers and Madison in behind them, I will be keeping a close eye on that. You can
1: if you want, but I have uh, Madison and I won't be dropping him.
0: Oh, I thought you'd already dropped him.
1: No, no, I haven't dropped him. Because uh, I, right. I saw, I saw that as well. I saw with them playing the two strikers, and I was thinking, oh well, if Madison has two boys in front of him, maybe that's a bit better than just Faraday, But we'll see. He still hasn't really done anything so far this season; He's been very poor. But I, just, I know that if I, I knew that if I ever dropped him, I'd never get him back again. So I have to be. I have to be certain I have to be I have to be sure if I'm going to pull the trigger on that. Um Yeah. Do we want to run uh, through some of the other matchups from the league this week? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so uh, S- Steve getting a, a nice handy win over Cahill who just had a very poor performance, Steve in 14, Cahill 22 points, so no real no real danger Steve there. Uh Thomas put up a, a good fight against Paddy 41 to 49. Paddy now, and I think kind of like a five-game win streak. The bastard. Bastard. Is so right. uh, he's in and around. I think he's third now.
0: Paddy is just behind myself and Steve Lines. Yeah, yeah, so third on, and on a five-win
1: streak uh Gary having like it's a week of all weeks like Gary I was thinking (laughs) I know I scored more points but I felt like Gary had the better week because like uh, every single player returned for him I think he got a a clean sheet out of Van Dyke. uh Greenwood returned for him Kevin De Bruyne returned for him I think he started Rashford who returned for him which was fucking insane like because nobody thought Rashford was going to start that game or he if he's going to come on you didn't think he was going to do anything um so he beat Connell 49-35 um Mitch finally getting a win, um, even with his shit team. Uh over Andy, uh forty seven twenty five. Uh Connor getting the
0: Real real bottom of the table rubbish there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well look, you still have to still have to give them their time in the sh- time in the sun anyway. Um Not really. But go on. <laughs> so uh Connor then uh, getting the best of Owen Dillon, uh, 41 forty one twenty four. Um the 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 guy who likes to call himself the former champ not really given a a a great representation of himself so far in the league this year uh and then my my matchup of the week which was my favorite was john scanlon against mark gary where mark looked like he had the the week one but then john with chilwell coming off his bench for 12 points to grab the win from him the uh
0: yeah, in the end, a twelve-point win over. Mercury, yeah, yeah, actually. exactly.
1: So I think there was another player that came off his bench for him as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, you love to see it, um, especially when because in fan tracks for people that don't use fan tracks, uh, once you set you set your sub priority and then once the once it's locked in, you actually can't see it for the weekend. So we we weren't sure if John had done it or not until the until uh, it had been confirmed. So um nice win for John. He's he's doing very well this year. He's he's averaging a high score uh every week, just maybe not getting the rub of the green.
0: Yeah, I'm looking here. He's in twelfth, uh scored three hundred and twenty one so far, uh had three hundred and ten against, which is relatively high. Three wins and a draw. Um uh, he's going quite good well. Mark, uh just barely ahead of him now on four wins. So
1: Yeah, he'll be raging with himself.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he could have gone up there to fifth, potentially, on points difference. But um, now he's wallowing in tenth. Um, yeah, will, will I give a run down through the table?
1: Uh, yeah, just to Let's to finish up on the final fixture, sense. then Mark Clossie getting the win over uh, Ray Foley, or just the uh, auto-draft team, we should probably rename it to 40-34. Um, to 34. Uh, Nice win for Mark, he's given a greater, uh, much better representation of himself in the league so far this year. Although he'll be he'll be he, I think he had Firmino on his bench, who basically came on and got him half of his points. So, uh, but look, that's what that's what that's what that was. Sometimes you need that in, in the this league.
0: Yeah, the the unchanged team of Rays, which did get a win two weeks ago, but uh, yeah, sits in eighteenth and two hundred and forty-one points scored, three hundred and thirty-four conceded. He was highest conceded for a long time, but now that goes to Gary, who has 349 against him. Uh, Yeah. um, Thanks for that, Steve. I'll run through the table. Okay, so what do those fixtures mean in the table? Let's take a look. Um, Stephen. after your win, you find yourself in fourth with five wins and two draws now. It's three undefeated. Uh, Two draws. Are you still sore over that?
1: Um... I mean, the one against Connell was a bit fortunate. Michael Keane getting a goal for me, um, the kind of got got that draw. Then the one against John, uh, I think was maybe a bit. I, th- I think he needed like on Aubameyang to return him against the against Spurs, and like he did in a big way in that game. So felt a little hard done by about that one because like Aubameyang hadn't really looked any good all season, and now he's kind of hit a bit of form. But look, um, the draws are better than losses. So look, take take roll with the punches.
0: Yeah, I think myself in some ways a draw is almost a win when it, if you can keep yourself ahead on points difference. So like, for example, I'd be behind Steve and needing a result if I didn't scrape that draw against Tig at the moment. Steve lines in second with the same record as me, apart from he has scored a lot less. Um... Yeah, Patty, as we said, on five wins is in third, six and two. Um, let's take a look now. John, after his win, finds himself in twelfth on ten points. Um, Gary only with his second win, despite it being uh, a rather...
1: Comprehensive.
0: What's the word? Comprehensive, yeah. Uh, finds himself in fifteenth. Still down the bottom near that cup tie. Relegation battle, Owen Dillon in thirteenth. Yeah, after getting himself into the playoffs last season, not having a. a well, he yeah, had Bruno
1: last season for the first, and Bruno for the first half of last season was like the player that of the of the league. Like I think he won, I think the he sun, won Player the sun, of the sun, Month like three three months in a row or something. It was unbelievable. Yeah,
0: Tying in ninth on. Level with Connell and Connor Skeetan all on 4 wins, 1 draw and 3 losses. So it's still super tight uh, changing week to week. Myself and Steve Lines are on 19, just ahead of Paddy on 18. You're on 17 and then there's a 2 point drop out of the Champions League spots to... Two players on fifteen with five wins, and then the three lads, as I said, there with the four wins. And yeah, I, I know
1: I mentioned it before, but Mark Lassie in sixth is a is a is a nice surprise.
0: Yeah, you know, like Mark's actually, re- you know, relatively informed with just like absolutely bottled everything last <laughs> season, including dropping Richard Lesson and him and his in the one. Yeah, well, ball.
1: like I know we might talk about that, um, something similar happening with Tig uh, on the next episode, but. Um, yeah, I don't I don't get the... I, I couldn't understand logic at the time and I still can't now. And I don't know if I ever will.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah it's a, a little teaser. We do have a, an interviewee uh, in the next episode. And uh, yeah, it's certainly there's one or two picks in that draft that are going to be getting the Spanish Inquisition. Um, Yeah, so those are the standings. I think we're going to take a look... Yeah, some of the interesting fixtures of yeah, the weekend. Yeah, well, we
1: kind of talked about most of them already, but some of the a couple of them that we maybe haven't. Um, Wolves 2, or sorry, Wolves 3, Villa 2. Apologies. Um, I thought this was an interesting game because Villa were 2-0 up and looked almost home and hosed. Uh, Ings getting the first with a John McGinn assist and then John McGinn scoring again um, later on in the game and you thought 2-0 up. Uh, Wolves haven't really looked all that attacking this season they've turned it around more recently yeah but you didn't think at 2-0 they could do it but size getting uh, the first goal with an assist by Pedence and then Cody getting assist from, uh, a goal from uh, Dendonker assist and then uh, Neves I think around the 88th minute to polish off the comeback and uh, they did it in a relatively short space of time I think the between the first goal and the, the, the third goal was only like 20-25 minutes uh, I, I didn't watch this game F- 15, 15 minutes, minutes. wow
0: yeah the the 80th to the ninety fifth wow uh yeah madness it seems that they were just lobbing ball in there when you see the two center well two of three center backs Villa.
1: three uh uh no wolves uh no they play a back four now with this new manager um the cody and Sice, i think are the main center backs
0: uh they they started killman in this one as well they had Marcel and Semedo. Oh, interesting. Wingbacks.
1: So they're still kind of rotating oh, between a four and yeah. a five because I've definitely seen them play a four sometimes this season. So, ah, interesting.
0: Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. And Bali not getting a look in. Even I think he's he's back from his injury, but uh, that's kind of interesting. But yeah, two centre backs scoring, and then Neves. Um, not something that's going to work for them no, every no, week. They're going to have uh, to. Uh,
1: they're yeah. going to have to shore it up at the back um, with a bit like a bit like they did under Nuno. Uh, and we'll get on to that in a second um, but uh, look uh, I think it was a great result for them considering how poorly they started the season they're kind of getting back onto, getting back the results that they need to get
0: Anyone you're looking at after that is McGinn worth a pick up? I think he has a game like this uh, once or twice every season.
1: Yeah well like uh, at the start of last season that was the, the running joke it was uh, McGinniesta because he was just so consistently yeah. performing in fantasy but you just, uh, I don't know. Like he performed well in this game, obviously because he got a goal and an assist. But you think when Bandia comes back in, it kind of goes to maybe a four-two-three-one or a four-four-two. A, a bandia out wide, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, um,
0: Armando Broya, uh, who once. Armando Dobroja, once very who? disrespectfully used as a placeholder for Romelu Lukaku, who didn't score this weekend, netted against Leeds. Oh, uh, yeah. There's another up-and-coming player. Um,
1: Throw him onto the other pile. interesting.
0: <laughs> onto the pile of Loneys, mm-hmm. Um The other interesting fixture of the weekend was Newcastle Tottenham.
1: Yeah. Um, I was watching this game live. Um the The atmosphere has to be said, in the stadium was immense. Um, the circumstances surrounded a bit less so. Um, but look, um, the once the game kicked off, you kind of have to put that to the side for a minute. Um, and then Spurs just completely spurs it up. Uh, I think less than eighty seconds, and Callum Wilson is at the back post for a tap in from a Manquillo assist, and you're thinking, wow, um, Spurs could be could be in for a rough one here, um. Like especially with the crowd getting behind them and everything like that, Newcastle could have might might have run away with it, but then very quickly we were reminded that Steve Bruce is the manager of this team, and that was not going to happen on this day. (laughs) Uh, Regalon then assists and Dombalay, who has a lovely finish into the far right-hand corner from the left-hand edge of the D. Great finish from Andombele, who who had a lot of uh, lovely touches in this game. That You could you could tell he's he's got a bit of a baller mentality about him, but it's just whether he has the head right. But he's good in this game, in fairness. Uh, and then from that point on, Spurs kind of proceeded to dominate the first half. Uh, Kane then put them 2-1 up with a Hojbjerg assist um, before Kane then um, being played through um, by Lucas. A lovely ball from Lucas, and then he, he squares it to Son for a 3-1 lead. Um a bit of interesting actions during the game I suppose or the most interesting part was uh, a fan collapsing uh, during the middle of the game and the players stopping and brought, drawing attention to it and getting the ref's attention saying to stop the game and to get the medical attention to the fan I think Regalon was the one who approached the ref and then Karen Dyer not Karen Dyer I keep saying Karen Dyer because he was on commentary uh, Eric Dyer uh, ran over to the bench to get a defibrillator and run it across and uh, there was also a doctor who was a fan in the stands, and uh, he assisted the he assisted the fan who was, um the latest information was they were awake and responsive in hospital after the match, which was brilliant. But um that just that just meant that there was a slight pause in the game and the players were taken off the field and
0: yeah uh, a twenty five minute stoppage, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah, around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know after that, then the fans kind of didn't really know what to do. Cause like you know how do you uh, yeah how do you how do you respond to that sort of thing happening inside the stadium? Um, second half then yeah, exactly. was was typically very very dull. Um, not a whole lot happening. Spurs had a two goal lead and weren't really looking to add more. Um, but then Eric Dyer just thought he'd make things spicy and uh, conceded an own goal from a Jacob Murphy cross that if you haven't seen it you really should go and watch it because I can still can't figure out what the fuck he was trying to do.
0: Tasty finish and all fairness done.
1: Yeah, he really gets the uh, gets the contact on his knee really well to to finish past the race into the far corner. Uh, keeper wasn't expecting it.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And Damboulet had a fantastic game. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always looking out for lads to pick up, but himself and Moura, you know, Moura did nothing, and and then and Damboulet is is the type of player who's the, who's the second assistant. If, if, if he's at his best, that's what he'll be doing. And well, um, I, I no think... guarantee he'll maintain his best. Also fond of a yellow.
1: Yeah, well, I think the thing is with Ndombele is that when they were trying to play him, they were trying to play him in the double pivot in a four-two-three-one, Whereas now he's basically taking Dalli Ali's position in the cam roll behind the striker, behind Kane, which I think he thrives on a lot more. Because while he does get back exactly. and do uh, his defensive work, he's much better with the ball and going forward.
0: Yeah, the the Delhi Alley of old, uh, not the current uh, much deeper playing Delhi Alley. Uh, Shelby, of course, came on for a cameo, got a red, bit of entertainment for the fans (laughs) for play to him. Yeah, Um, yeah, he he really,
1: he really. um... Go Go on. on. (laughs) No, no, it's fine. This is all going to get cut anyway. So just continue. Um,
0: No, I will leave it in. You sound ridiculous. Um, I'm editing
1: this it uh, won't get left in I guarantee <laughs> you
0: um, the other thing I was thinking is yeah, absolutely target Newcastle from here on out hopefully they don't sort things out too quickly I'm um, of I, I the mindset now to pick up players against them uh, you don't pick up defenders because Maximan is decent and Callum Wilson is very good um, but yeah I think target Newcastle from here on out
1: well, yeah this is it um Newcastle now it's gonna it's all gonna be about uh what do they do going forward uh like obviously Steve Bruce managed his one thousandth game and um in his career but you know there's already talk about who are the favourites to come in and uh, take his job which seems a bit harsh you know you either you it's either stick you by him or, or you just let you just you give him the payday and and let him go and get someone in who you want.
0: Yeah, they were talking about an interim manager, but they said they'd just leave Brucey in it. Uh, I think he's he's going to be gone this week. Yeah, so potentially. Tell me.
1: So I was looking at it there. Eddie Howe has been linked with the Newcastle job, which I think kind of make, kind of makes the most sense in terms of he brings a more attacking style of football. He knows the league, um, and he's been able to keep a club like Bournemouth in the Premier League for a few seasons now. Obviously, they got relegated under him, but. I think we all know that, that was knew that that was coming eventually. Uh so he's a 7 to 2 but he isn't the favorite. The favorite is Lucien Favre, the um ex uh, Dortmund uh coach. He is the favorite of 5 to 2. Um but it'd be interesting to see what they do going forward because whoever's going to be in that job is going to have a a really important role to play because they're going to be the the manager for the first sort of the first sort of maybe half transfer window in January, but then the full one in, in the summer, like they're going to have a, a big job to try and recruit the right type of players.
0: Yeah, I suppose Newcastle are in a tough situation where they it seems they have to change the manager, um, but also at such short notice, it, the manager that comes in, are they really going to back him? Um, I've even seen Wayne Rooney linked, and you're not really going to be buying you know, players for the next five years based on Rooney, or maybe even Eddie Howe's opinions. So, you know, like they'd ideally like to be bringing in a Tuchel or,
1: um. Well, I don't think you examples. can automatically go to that type, that caliber of coach. Like City didn't go from I don't know who it was <laughs> before they got bought to Pep. Like they brought in um, Pellegrini oh, and then the, Mancini, and then
0: Pellegrini was they were highly touted at the time as well.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Eddie Howe isn't a slouch. And Lucien Favre is highly touted in Europe. Um, I think they're both good coaches. They both have their own merits to why they maybe deserve the job. I think, yeah, if they if they're to get rid of Bruce now and bring in a manager, he's going to have a tough time getting that club turned around, especially with the squad that they have. Which is why maybe you stick with Bruce for the rest of the season, potentially. I don't know, but uh, we'll Well, have to wait and see on that one. Well, we'll wait and see. I don't know. Like it's interesting. That's why. That's why we're talking about it, isn't it? You know. Um Yeah, absolutely. So th- um the only other uh, bit of little tidbit I have is that, that Lukaku who hasn't returned in uh, in his last six games, um Tuchel was in his pre match press conference for the Champions League today saying that the reason Lukaku hasn't scored is because he's been playing too many games. And uh so you can probably expect him to maybe get a rest either in the Champions League game this week or if he's played in this game then maybe at the weekend which would be interesting to see what Chelsea do in terms of who to put up top. Do they put Timo Werner up top, Havertz out to the left? Um, So we'll have to wait and see how that plays uh, out.
0: They have Malmo, so I would say it'll be like a Werner up top, Ziyech getting the game, maybe Cal Hudson-Odoi on the left. Ah, yeah.
1: Malmo makes sense for that sort of rotation.
0: Then you start Lukaku and Mount and one of, maybe, Havertz, or start one of the other attackers on the weekend. And hopefully, I, I I'm not sure about the two striker system. I don't know are we better off with wingers or two attacking mids. It, it looked very good when Mountain reverts were going well, and you had the two attacking mids. Given it at the time to Werner, and now with Lukaku, it's hard to work out. I I, I don't know about this two striker system. We'll have to see uh, how it goes.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'd be uh, interesting.
0: Yeah. Any other exciting fixtures from the weekend? I think and we may have touched on them all now. Ah, I think Norwich we pretty... Brighton was a cracker.
1: <laughs> yeah, really leaving leaving the people on a high here, talking about the nil-nil between Norwich and Brighton. Um, there was nothing going on in this game apart from yellow cards. <laughs> That's it. Um, uh, Brighton, good? Um, Brighton, very good. Uh, getting the results that they need to get. Uh, probably should have won this game, you know, when you're looking at, teams that they need to be beaten but considering some of the results they've been able to get like uh, I don't know they, I know they drew with Arsenal but you know a draw against Arsenal still a good result um, like you know Eddie, know how Eddie oh, Graham Potter apologies I've been making loads of mistakes this, this episode uh, Graham Potter tidy it up Steve <laughs> yeah uh, all this will be getting the chop uh, yeah so he's um, he's got that them playing a really nice style of football and I think the players are finally understanding all their roles inside of the system which is good
0: Absolutely, I've been I've been super impressed by Brighton this season. Um not 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 too keen on picking up any of their players. I, I haven't got a defender yet and I want I kinda want a Brighton defender. Um but like Maupe, Trosser I got Pascal Gross just because they were playing Norwich. Lallana I won't be picking up so
1: Can I interest you in a yeah. Shane Duffy?
0: Yeah, sure, take Chilwell
1: oh yeah sound thanks I already have Reese James so I'll take both your Chelsea fullback both Chelsea fullbacks
0: yeah ideal Shane Duffy for all his goals you all heard uh, it yeah. everyone on the pod heard
1: it you have to do it now
0: yeah that'll be getting the chop too <laughs> no. <laughs> no it won't <laughs> Um. yeah that was the weekend All right, so uh, a, 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 not even relatively, an absolutely exciting and event-filled return to Premier League football. Um, I, I know we already have an international break coming up in three weeks, but refreshing to have uh, the Premier League back, and good banter back and forth in the group chat, and you just love to see it. So, Ah, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, mighty. That that was game week eight. Um Next episode, we we teased it already. We will have Tyke Flint, another manager in the league. uh, So we'll be excited to have him on. We'll see his draft, how he's doing and how he is. Uh, We'll have a goosey gander at the Champions League. Short look just to see who's playing and what that might mean for the weekend in terms of players being rested. And also we'll look at the weekend ahead and the changes we might make to our team. Uh, That's all coming up in episode 5. Uh, any last words Steve?
1: Ah, great to have the Premier League back especially after an international break disappointed that you mentioned that there's another one coming up in a few weeks but we'll make the most of it while we can uh, Looking forward to the next episode as well, I think it will be another cracker Nice one Okay,
0: all the best, bye
1: Bye now